Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Well, I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. We're heading inside the tent with an injury update from the Las Vegas Raiders. Dr. Robert Odell and Dr. Stephen Shaw. Uh, before we get to the two doctors, just want to say that there's nothing worse than living in chronic pain with little hope. The Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas offers genuine relief from even the most severe and persistent forms of pain. Please call their office or book an appointment online to find out how to live as pain-free a life as possible. We all deserve that, and the doctors can help provide it and facilitate it. Give them a call, 702-257-7246. Dr. Odell, Dr. Shaw, how are we doing this week? Doing great, well, Benny. How are you? Doing good. Other than uh, Tuesday, fine. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, no doubt about it. Definitely. I'm, yes. Uh, and uh, we should all, I mean, that's just, it's just heartbreaking and um, a, a terrible, terrible situation. Uh, Dr. Odell and Dr. Shaw, I wanted to start off with, um, you know, the NBA playoffs are going on right now. They're, they're one round away from getting to the NBA championship round. And it just sure seems like, and I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Uh, but when I look at the injury reports, uh, especially in one series, the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat, there's just a ton of kind of soft tissue um, injuries, the hamstrings, the tendons, the things like that. And I know that there's wear and tear, obviously, especially this late in the season. But I've been around for a long time, and it just seems like there's more and more of these types of injuries. And I'm going to throw out a crazy question to you, Dr. Odell. Um, can people be in too good a shape where, um, where, where where certain tendons, muscles become a little bit vulnerable as a result. It feels like the way we eat, the way we operate, some of those things, I don't know. It just feels like more and more we're seeing those. Maybe we're just acknowledging it more and more, but am I onto anything by saying that we could be in such good shape and eat too good sometimes for our own good? You know, people can't overtrain, and I really have to defer to Dr. Shaw on that. They do overtrain. But one thing I want to let the listeners know is that most injuries to the musculoskeletal system are soft tissue. Well, yeah, you broke a bone. Okay, fine. It, it heals. And usually there's not a lot of long-term problems. The soft tissue is what we're made of, tendons, ligaments, connective tissue. That's what puts us together, what holds us together. Everybody thinks of broken bones. You sprain an ankle. Don't break a bone, but you can have some serious damage to those tendons and ligaments. Dr. Shaw, um, you know, I know it's, it sounds like a crazy question, but I guess it just it just seems like maybe we can overdo it a little bit too much on certain things and maybe denying our bodies certain things that we still need to protect some of these types of, uh, of muscles and tendons. I, I don't, I'm not a doctor, so I, I know what I'm saying might sound a little crazy, but <laughs> am I on to anything at all? Well, the original question, um, is, can, uh, is there such a thing uh, as uh, being in too good a shape? I, I don't think that, I, I think, think the answer is no. We all strive to be in the best shape and condition possible. And I think, you know, as the years go by, uh, I mean, you've noticed that these, these athletes are bigger, 
stronger and faster than ever. I mean, certainly more than 10 years ago. And the, the training regimens are, are keeping up with them, and there's more demanding, and everyone has specialty coaches. And instead of having a football season, you'll notice that these the athletes will, will go year-round uh, with football or, or baseball or basketball. So I don't know that it, I don't know that you can be in too good a shape. The whole idea would be to make sure that your flexibility or your, your movement or kinesiology is optimal and that your muscles and your tendons and your ligaments are strong to be able to prevent injury if, it, you, know, if you were to be in that situation. But uh, I think the idea is to, is to train as hard as you can, to be as flexible as you can to, to help prevent injuries from occurring. Um, but we're all, we're all susceptible to the forces of physics. I mean, whether you're in great shape or not in great shape, you know, if you take a fall off the curb or in your garage or, or even an automobile accident, which seems to happen a lot in this town, yeah. um, those are the injuries that you suffer are the soft tissue uh, structures that get injured, the muscles, the ligaments, the tendons. Maybe the better way that I could have put it was that we – it just seems like we were putting a lot of pressure on these uh, on these tendons. You mentioned um, Dr. Odell uh, and Dr. Shaw about athletes today being faster, bigger, stronger, um, and it just stands to reason that that and, and and what they're trying to do out there on the playing field, on the basketball court, or whatever uh, the case might be, that they are putting a lot of pressure uh, on these on these tendons. Is is sometimes uh, uh, do we get, do we get to a point where it's a little bit too much, maybe? Yeah, when my dad was playing, there weren't nearly the pressures on the knees, for example, as there are now because people are bigger, heavier, and faster just because of the nutrition and, you know, the, you know, the, all the way that we all have um, developed. And so the, the joints basically have not evolved, and they're much more, much more liable to be injured because of these, because of these reasons. Doctor, so I'll, I'll also ahead. let me let me add. I mean, if you look at any any program at a major college level or, or obviously any pro level, everyone has a training staff. I mean, and and finding the best doctors and therapists for your training staff is optimal because we just it's just going to happen. I and mean, you're going to overstrain soft tissues. You're over. You're going to overstrain. You're going to overwork. And and again, nobody is impervious to the forces of physics. It's going to happen, and you want to have the best care available and get those athletes back on the field or on the court as soon as possible. So uh, just, just the idea that we all, all, all sports teams try to load up as best as they can with the proper doctors and training staff is a good indication that we know it's going to happen. We know that they're going to overtrain and that at some point during the career or during the season, uh, they might be subject to a, to a mild sprain or a strain. You know, and typically sprain, strain injuries. And we say sprain, we mean of the connective tissue like ligaments or strain would be of the tendons and muscles. Those typically take six to eight weeks to heal. I mean, your average car accident victim it comes to therapy for about six to eight weeks repetitively, three to four times a week. And the athletes would be in the same condition, only when they get sprain-strain injuries, they have an on-site facility that takes care of them right away. They don't have to drive across town to come to therapy. 
but uh, that's what you're looking at is a continual regimen of therapy just to get somebody back to their normal day-to-day activities. We're talking to Robert, Dr. Robert O'Dell and Dr. Stephen Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Centers of Las Vegas. We urge you to give them a call, whether it's for yourself or on behalf of a loved one, a, a family member, a friend, a colleague, uh, 702-257-7246, whatever the pain is that you're dealing with, give them a call and get on the road to recovery. Um, Dr. O'Dell, having said all of that, um, what are the reper- not the repercussions, but um, like in the injuries that we're talking about right now at this stage of, of those athletes' life, um, eventually they're going to grow older uh, like we all do. Um, what are the potential dangers of some of those injuries suffering now in terms of what they might be, be dealing with as a result later in their life? Well, the biggest is the, um, the early onset of osteoarthritis, inflammation of the joints. A lot of the tendon and ligament things, and Dr. Shaw can correct me if I'm wrong, can be stabilized, sometimes with steroids, sometimes with training, etc. But the biggest problem is arthritis, uh, which is what, of course, we, we treat at our facility. There's really no need for a total knee replacement. We can have you totally avoid that. Um, one of the other things that I'd like Dr. Shaw to, direct to, to, to address this is people who are in car accidents, Maybe they're not athletes, but the forces they're subjected to can be very serious. And if without the proper care, both in the conservative and the advanced interventional level, can lead to some long-term problems long after the case is settled. Uh, I'd like Steve to address this, if he could. Correct, yeah. Well, in in regard to arthritis, that would be sort of a... um a long-term impairment issue, meaning uh, when anytime you have impairment, that means a loss of function of a certain body part. Arthritis can certainly lead to impairment of certain body parts, and that is naturally the result of just wear and tear on, on joints of the body. But as it relates to soft tissue, soft tissue injuries are, are, are broken down into three categories. There's grade one, grade two, and grade three. Grade ones are the mild uh, uh, the milder sprain strains. You know, you twist your ankle and you're down for a couple of weeks and with the right rehab and care, you're, you're back at it. Grade twos are, are partial tearing of the soft tissue ligaments and tendons, and those take much longer to recover from and require a lot more therapy. And the grade threes, those, of course, mean complete avulsions or tearing in half of the, of the connective tissue ligaments and tendons and certainly would either uh, require either surgical intervention or long-term ongoing therapy. Uh, as it relates to car accidents, that's, we routinely see uh, somewhere between grade 1s and grade 2s, um, and, and like I was saying earlier, that typically takes about six to eight weeks just to recover from. And, of course, there's always the potential of impairment with those as well. If you sustain a grade 3 uh, sprain strain and wind up tearing some of the soft tissue, that could wind up, uh, ultimately affecting the function of that body part. Dr. Odell, um, you mentioned arthritis, and uh, again, I'm not a doctor, uh, but I always get the sense that there is a sense of inevitability sometimes with arthritis as we grow older. Uh, but is there any advice that you can give maybe you know uh, our listeners in terms of how to fight it off for as long as possible? Yeah. I'm 75 years old. I take UltraCure. It's our curcumin product. It's one of the best formulations It is stronger than the NSAIDs with no kidney, stomach, or platelet issues. Uh, uh, You know, um, 
Howard Hughes died of uh, inside toxicity. He was involved in a car accident, I mean, a plane accident in Santa Monica in 1946. As mm-hmm. you know, he was a test pilot. Right. And that's what he died of here in Vegas. Now, if you the, the curcumin I take, I have very few aches and pains. It's about fifty bucks a month. It's 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 a it's attainable from physicians only, but it is wonderful stuff. And anybody interested in talking to me about it, I I can't say enough about it because I'm seventy five. My family has a history of osteoarthritis, and I've just skated through with very little problems taking this stuff every day. In fact. I take my netly dose right now. It just reminded me. There you go. <laughs> and even I, if would you... add, uh, I would add that, you know, with arthritis, you know, it's an inflammatory condition. Anytime you hear a medical word that ends with itis, it means inflammation of. And osteo means uh, bone. So inflammation of the bones and joints. <clears throat> but whoever came up with the old saying, you don't use it, you lose it, was a genius. Because one of the problems that I find with the chronic osteoarthritis sufferers is it's a double-edged sword. Because if they move, it hurts. But the problem is if you don't move, it's going to hurt even more. So that's why typically you recommend things like pool therapy or what we call aquatic therapy, where you get in and walk from side to side and move your legs around just to keep those joints, muscles, ligaments, and tendons moving and kinetic so it makes it easier for you to move during your normal day-to-day activities like simply walking or getting in and out of a seated position. So, yeah, I would say maintaining... Uh, well, like Dr. Uh, Odell said, is an anti-inflammatory measure, but also you, all, you want to increase your kinesiology or your movement and stretching. That also will help. And, uh, and Steve and I are talking about natural means. Right. Absolutely. You know, no drugs. Right. I, I, I got an email um, about the dangers of NSAID. Somebody was promoting some natural, natural anti-inflammatory, and that's great. But I, I can't say enough about... Uh, about uh, UltraCure. It's made by Ultra Botaconica. You have to get it through a doctor's office, but it's I just can't say enough about it myself. Well, and and uh, the other good news is that uh, if it gets to be too much, and we always urge you not to let it get to be overly too much, um, but, but if it gets to be persistent, you have answers by calling 702-257-7246 and uh, talking to Dr. Robert Odell, talking to Stephen Shaw, talking to, stat- to the staff members at the Neuropathy and Pain Center because there's always an answer on their end. Um, I know that they like to talk about preventative. I know they like to talk about you know doing things in a way that you don't have to go see them, uh, but it's, it's almost inevitable that at some point you'll have something that um, you have to pick up the phone and call somebody about. And when that point comes and try to make it sooner rather than later because you don't want it to get worse. Uh, give the doctors a call over at 702-257-7246 at the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. Dr. Rodell, Dr. Shaw, thank you so much for joining us and talking about thank this you, very important subject. Uh, have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Go Happy Raiders. Memorial Day. Let's all remember why we're celebrating it. 1,000%. Thank you very much, doctors. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Our thanks again to Dr. Odell and Dr. Shaw. Again, call them 702-257-7246 to help get yourself on uh, the road to living as pain-free a life as possible. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook at the Treasure Island Hotel. Come by and join us if you're nearby. We've got hockey playoffs. We've got the Yankees uh, against the Seattle Mariners.
But um, we've got the Mets playing the Phillies. Uh, we've got actually, it's a Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Rays over there with the. Uh, everyone's changing their uniforms, man. Uh, it's hard to keep up. I'm just, I'm just saying, stick to a uniform, one uniform, so we all know who's playing when we're watching it on TV. You're in the huddle, Vinny Bonsier, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Alex, he looks like he's he's leaned out and he looks good in the weight room. Um, good on the field. His feet, feet look real nice. <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm excited for him. That's Raiders veteran left tackle Colton Miller speaking yesterday at the practice facility in Henderson uh, after day three of OTA's third practice in the books we were there we got a chance to uh, watch the Raiders and watch uh, Colton and as he mentioned uh, in his press conference man in the blink of an eye he's gone from a rookie from uh, UCLA struggling uh, his first year to now one of the better offensive tackles uh, and left tackle for that matter in the NFL if anybody knows what Alex Leatherwood is going through as a first-round draft pick, making the transition to the NFL now in year two, it's Colton Miller. He's been there, done that, and conquered it. <laughs> he conquered that transition. Doesn't mean that Alex Leatherwood uh, is going to do that. I think for the Raiders, it's something that they absolutely hope is going to happen, and it's a big part of what might happen and how far they might go uh, if Alex Leatherwood takes the necessary steps between year one and year two. Uh, but as Colton Miller said, and for me, you know, watching yesterday and seeing Alex Leatherwood for the first time literally yesterday since um, Cincinnati, the AFC, uh, you know, divisional playoffs or, or, or wild card playoffs that first week of the playoffs, that's the last time I saw Alex Leatherwood. And to see him yesterday and see that he's obviously been working hard this offseason in terms of getting his body in an even better position. We talk about this all the time. Uh, the, the transformation, the body transformation from a, a, a rookie player to the second year to the third year, it's pretty noticeable. I always say this. Go look at Kobe Bryant when he was 21 years old and then when he was 27 years old or Magic Johnson um, or LeBron James, Carmelo, you know, anybody. And see the transformation just in terms of the maturity and the age and even the body composition, like what it looks like. And you'll understand what I'm talking about. Now think about it from an NFL perspective, especially an offensive lineman where power and strength um, and endurance comes into such play. And how many times have we talked talked to Lincoln Kennedy about this? In terms of the stamina that's required. Well, how do you get better stamina? You get in better shape. How do you get in better shape? You eat better. Uh, you stay committed to, to the weight room and to your conditioning. You listen to your nutritionist. You do the necessary things. At the end of every year, you know, you go in for your exit interview. And you're probably going to have a, uh, a whole bunch of people in your ear talking to you about, all right, this is where you ended the year. This is where you need to be by next february april may june july this is what we want to see you do and this is what you have to do to get your body right remember last year when mike mayock the raiders general manager came out 
and 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 said what he said about um, Henry Henry Ruggs in terms of you know being diligent in the workroom, getting onto a professional football player's re, uh, you know regiment, um, and it's it's interesting. And some people kind of raise an eyebrow, like, "Oh my gosh, Mike Mayock's you know uh, criticizing." Henry Ruggs, it really wasn't criticizing. It was saying and stating the obvious. But sometimes all players need to hear even the obvious because there's a difference between you thinking you're working hard and you working hard and smartly and intelligently and using your time wisely, which is what you have to do at this level. You may think you're working hard and you're probably working harder than 90% of the rest of the world but at this level even that might not be enough (laughs) there's a better way to do it there's a smarter way to do it there's a more diligent way to do it and you have to do it to take that next step and part of making that next step obviously it's the mental obviously it's the fundamentals but it's also Getting your body right and, 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 and transforming it in a way that puts you in the best possible position to be successful at your position. And for an offensive tackle, obviously, you're talking about big, strong, fundamentally sound endurance, being able to stay on the field. I'll give Alex Leatherwood that. I don't think he missed a snap last year. I mean, I, he missed a few snaps. I think we looked it up yesterday. Uh, or the day before, he might have played 97% of the snaps. That's a lot for a rookie. It's a good sign <laughs> for a rookie. Um, I don't think he was looking for any reasons to get out of that lineup at all. And I can guarantee you this, there were times last year where I'm sure he was feeling it. Whether it was during games, endurance-wise, or pain, nobody, especially at that position, you're going to be dealing with some pain. And it didn't look like he was ever in a hurry to get out of the lineup. That's a good sign. And it was also a good sign, I thought, just seeing him yesterday and where he is in terms of the body. I think that's a good sign because it shows that he's been on top of things this offseason. And if he was on top of that part of the equation, the getting your body right, doing the things you have to do uh, to, to put yourself in a better position to succeed, going into year two, if he's been on top of that, that stuff, and it's obvious that he was just looking at him, it stands to reason you probably aren't being presumptuous to think that he's on top of everything else. And if he is on top of everything else and he's gotten his head into the playbook and he's been watching the tape, whether it is of himself or players that he wants to be like and should be studying and should be emulating, if he is watching all of those things and then also getting on uh, the field and and working on the fundamentals and working on the weaknesses. It's one thing, uh, and I'll tell you this too: working on your strengths. That's something that you know uh, that that players need to do too. Work on your strength, make a strength even stronger. But really, when you get into the lab uh, in the off season, you while you are strengthening strengths, you're also obviously should be focused on what you don't do well in order to make sure that you can be better at those things. Kobe Bryant used to talk about it all the time. Spending your time wisely in the gym, uh, on the court, and fixing things that need to be fixed to make yourself a more well-rounded player. Obviously, Kobe Bryant stepped into the NBA, as in Michael Jordan and LeBron James and 
uh, you know, John Morant with, with some skills that were so elite that they could have success immediately in the NBA. But it's one thing to live off of that success and those strengths and kind of just sweep under the rug some of the weaknesses, whether it's being able to extend out and shoot better from further distance, whether it's better to be better in the short game, uh, you know, the mid-range game, whether it's to be a better defensive player, a better dribbler, be able to go to your left or right if you're left-handed. Being able to do all of those things, work on all of those weaknesses to make yourself a more well-rounded player, and it takes time, it takes effort. It's easy to do the things that are easy to you right? It's really easy to do that. It's hard to take a weakness and try to make it a strength or at least pull it up to a level that it's acceptable and it's a weapon, becomes a weapon for you. So hopefully for Alex Leatherwood, looking at him, you can see that he paid a lot of attention to doing what he needed to do to get his body right. Now, if he paid just as much attention to working on the parts of his games that was a weakness, he's probably put himself in a good position to correct some of those weaknesses and strengthen some of those weaknesses. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Friday. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Friday. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook here at the Treasure Island Hotel. Going to go right out to the Raider Nation guest line, Raider Nation Radio guest line, and welcome in our good friend uh, from Reno by way of Las Vegas, by the way, a a native of Las Vegas, uh, Shannon Kelly uh, from Nevada Sports Net and KRNV up in Reno. Uh, Shannon, thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle on uh, a Friday before Memorial Day weekend. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, Vinny. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. That's awesome. You guys are over on the Strip. It sounds like there's some noise in the background, you know, everyone gearing up for the three-day weekend. I'm no. sure it's already crazy down there. <laughs> yes, there was. There was uh, a noticeable uh, tick up in traffic on my way over here uh, from Henderson. <laughs> Uh, but that's a good thing. We want uh, the that business. Is. Exactly, exactly. We've got yeah. some playoff hockey, some Yankees against the Tampa Bay Rays. We've got the Mets. We've got, uh, I think, some NBA playoff tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yep, we... the Celtics and the Heat. Game Exa- five is you... tonight. Game five, game six is you... tonight. So. It is. It is. Do you have a, a call on uh, the other side of the, uh, of, of, of the NBA playoffs on who's going to win that series? You know, it's hard because both of the teams, I feel like they've been battling through some injuries, both the Celtics and the Heat. It just seems like they're kind of running out of gas. But I have to go with the Heat just because of Caleb Martin, a Nevada Wolfpack alum, just to see him and his brother, how they've kind of found their path in the NBA. They were able to play together on the Hornets for a bit. And, you know, just to see him now getting another shot with the Heat. So I'm pulling for them tonight. Yes, uh, no question about it, and uh, we will be keeping our eye on that. Shannon, I thought about you uh, these last couple of days because, <laughs> uh, obvious reasons, Colin Kaepernick uh, jumped up uh, into uh, it, you know onto onto our screens and uh, the news cycle. The Raiders worked out Colin Kaepernick. Uh, not quite sure where that's going to go, uh, but you're mm-hmm. right there uh, in in Reno where Colin Kaepernick. Became Cop- Colin Kaepernick uh, in a lot of the mm-hmm. re- football player, uh, you know, uh, at, at least. Um, what's the news been like 
uh, up up there in Reno. And what is where do, where does Colin Kaepernick rank um, as somebody uh, you know uh, in terms of Reno? Because I know that he's kind of a mm-hmm. legend up there. I would imagine. Yeah, he is. I mean, regardless whether, you know, you like him or you don't for everything that happened, you know, in the NFL and him standing up for what he believes in, he was a Wolfpack legend through and through, one of the best best athletes to ever uh, walk through, you know, these Nevada Wolfpack campus, this Nevada Wolfpack doors, play at Mackey Stadium. I mean, he's the only college player to, you know, to hit 10,000 passing yards and 4,000 rushing yards in his career. So people love him for who he is in Northern Nevada for that player he is when he came back for the Hall of Fame dinner. I mean, to get, you know, there was a, a standing ovation for him when he came back to that game at Mackey Stadium. And, and it's been, I want to say, a mixed bag of emotions because people do want to see him getting another shot. And some people are saying, nope, I'm I'm done. You know, they, they don't support him anymore for what he stood up and believed in. But I think, you know, it turned a lot of heads, especially when it was the Raiders who were giving him this shot turned a lot of heads in creating this buzz of, okay, is he going to get a chance, whether it's with the Raiders or if it ends up being with someone else, but they were the first team to, to give him a shot and, and let him come back in, in an NFL setting. Shannon, um, do you think whether it's here uh, in Las Vegas with the Raiders, uh, that the door that has been opened and maybe the, the response and I've been I've been trying to gauge the response. Yes, I've gotten some emails from some folks who aren't happy about this, um, mm-hmm. but a whole bunch others that have been positive about it as well. Um, do you think that maybe other teams are looking at this and saying, "Well, okay, um, you know," or testing the waters to see what the reaction might be before maybe saying, "All right, we're interested in Colin Kaepernick, and we can deal with whatever comes with signing Colin Kaepernick." I think so. I mean, just because of how public that Mark Davis has been, you know, saying years ago, saying, hey, you know, to his general managers and to his staff that you have my blessing to sign him and to repeatedly say this over and over for them to be that team. I think, yes, it is a chance for teams to then kind of sit back and say, okay, maybe we can take him on as being this backup, you know, and he's okay with that to get his foot back into the door and then to become that starter again I mean because when you think about it really the Seahawks are the only one who only other ones who have really shown interest I mean they brought him out on that visit back in May of 2017 but there really hasn't been anybody else so I think of all the teams that have I think the Raiders have kind of landed their footprint especially because they have been such a progressive organization over the years. Shannon, uh, it's so interesting because our last uh, memory of Colin Kaepernick on the football field as a player was um you know the last we saw of him but that was five and a half years mm-hmm. ago and it's easy to, to to presume all right you know in theory colin kaepernick should be better than nick mullins or, or jared Stidham mm-hmm. or, or most of the backup quarterbacks uh in the nfl but the big part of that that we don't know and i think the raiders have a better idea now after watching him practice is where is he you know in, in terms mm-hmm. of the rust the play right um, and and your thoughts on, on on that and where he might be or might not be yeah I mean I feel like it's so hard because you know as being a college athlete myself when I played softball there's only so much that you get out of practice until you're actually in the game itself now granted this is a quarterback who you know has won NFC championships and he he's been up there so it's like trying to um trying to piece all the puzzle pieces together, I guess, in one short practice. It's hard to see, okay, where is this guy at? Although, you know, 
he said he has been working out over the last couple of years and he has been staying in shape. I think if you're looking from just a talent perspective, yes, he can he can beat out Sidham and, and he can beat out Mullins, but um, it's tough because it seems like these guys, you know, they're they're there for their reasons as well, and it's hard. I think it's tough to say in just one sample size of one practice and one workout um, if he is, you know, still at his peak of what he was. Agree, and and you would think it would behoove if if there is a team interested and sees enough at this stage, you would think that it would behoove them to get him in as quickly mm-hmm. as possible to shake off the rust right. as quickly as possible before training camp to put himself uh, in a position to, to where he's going to be able to put his best foot forward. Um, do you agree with that? Do you think that, hey, if you have interest, whoever it is, whether it's the Raiders or anybody else, get him in now to give him a fair chance to, to really be right the time at the time that he needs to be right in training camp? I think so because it is still May and there's still a couple months or I should say maybe even, I don't know, you know, a month and a half or so until really preseason games in August at this point. So, yeah, the earlier the better. And I think if the Raiders don't jump on him, I think someone else will come out of the woodwork, per se, and, and take him that's still looking for that spot to say, you know, okay, maybe they, you know, have talks with the Raiders of how things went. I know Josh McDaniels was not very vocal at all about how things went, and, and I understand that, wanting to keep things private and personal. But if other teams do get word on – how things went, maybe they jump on him if the Raiders don't, because the time is running out when you think about it. No doubt about it. We're talking to Shannon Kelly, our good friend from Nevada Sportsnet and KRNV up in Reno. Uh, Shannon, when we're, we're, we're drawing closer to training camp. It's, 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 it'll be mm-hmm. here before we even know it. Uh, and as we look at this roster for the Raiders, there's definitely some strong areas. Wide receiver, uh, Derek Carr, uh, the two mm-hmm. defensive ends, uh, you know, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. There's a lot to like about this team. If there's something that you had to put your finger on where you're not quite sure about it and you have to see it before you buy into it, what area would you say? I would have to say just the defense, the, the secondaries, the corners, you know, getting into that into that backfield, just that last line of defense. Like, can can they get up to those expectations and meet those expectations that, you know, they're trying to get to and to play Raiders defense. I feel like that's been an area where they've, they've struggled. We know what Derek Carr can do, and when he's on, he's on. Um, but I would just say on the defensive side of the ball, specifically the secondary, the corners, um, just to see kind of how those pieces come together here in training camp. And I think it's also tough because you're under a new coach. You're under new personnel. Everyone's still trying to get to know everyone and read the room and figure out who's going to be the leaders of this team. Obviously, we know of Derek Carr and, you know, Devontae Adams coming in as this natural leader from Green Bay, but who else is going to step up? And um, it'll be interesting to see and just how, you know, the draft picks fit in as well, how Dylan Parham fits in onto the line. You know, they have him listed as a guard, so they said maybe he'd be a center uh, when when he was drafted there on draft day. So just to see, I would say, on and on the offensive on the offensive line as well, kind of how all those pieces are put together. No doubt about it. Last question for you, uh, Shannon. Uh, I know everybody's head was spinning, trying to keep <laughs> up with the AFC West, including here in Las Vegas, <laughs> and all the moves that they were making from head coach, general manager, and on and on and on, Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, et cetera, et cetera. But it was all over the AFC West, not just here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know it's early, but if you were to pencil it in on how you see this division playing out, what's your early prediction on what we might see in the AFC West? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different pieces, I would say, because, you know, you have how the Chargers, you know, were doing in the offseason. They've made a lot of different trades, and you have, you know, with the Broncos, and it's just a lot of a lot of different pieces to the puzzle, I would say. Um, it's tough. <laughs> I, I do, I don't know, you put me on the spot here. Um, man, so early, just to say, but I mean, the Chiefs are always going to be up there. I would say probably going with Chiefs, and then a toss-up between the Raiders and the Chargers, and then the Broncos down at the bottom. I don't want to say they're going to be down at the bottom, though, because who knows? I think they could come out and surprise us this year, too. And, and, and that's the thing. Even if we're talking about know, the, bo- at the bottom tough. of the AFC West, it could still put you in the top 13 yeah. of the NFL or the top well, 7, 8 uh, of, the, of the AFC. So it's no, it might not even be a sin to be the last place team in the AFC West, for that matter, you know? Right, and you look at just the Chiefs last year. I mean, they didn't get off to the best start, but you wouldn't think they were near the bottom, but yet there they were for a good part of the season. I mean, they weren't at the top the whole time. So it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. (laughs) I can't wait for them to start playing the game so we can really chew on it and dig into it. Uh, But uh, Shannon Kelly, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. You know that uh, I appreciate all the insight uh, and enlightenment. Thank you very much. Have a safe uh, and happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, truly appreciate it, Shannon. Thank you, Vinny. Yeah, and you too. Stay safe down there. All right, we'll do. That was Shannon Kelly, uh, our good friend from uh, Reno. She does a tremendous job over at Nevada Sportsnet and KRNV. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Friday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Our thanks again to Shannon Kelly. She does a great job uh, up in Reno and is a uh, got a great career ahead of her. Uh, without question, we love having her on. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook here at the Treasure Island Hotel. It is a Friday. It's Memorial Day weekend, and I want to keep it right there uh, for just one second. Um, this is a uh, this is one of the meaningful uh, weekends, one of the mean- meaningful uh, observances. They all are, but Memorial Day uh, is always profound uh, for me. Um, I know uh, uh, you know uh, people. Uh, know of people, been connected with people, uh, whether it's a family member or uh, a friend of a friend. Um, I think all of us uh, know somebody uh, that that paid the ultimate price to protect us. Uh, and, and, and that's what Memorial Day is all about, to honor those who paid that ultimate price uh, to make sure that I could do a radio show uh, on Raider Nation Radio that I could look up uh, uh, on one of the TVs here at the Treasure Island Hotel, the Golden Circle Sportsbook, and, and, and watch the Mets playing the Philadelphia uh, Phillies. Uh, it's, it's, it allows us, it's, it's, it's provided all of that for us, and I don't take that for granted. Um, I don't take for granted the freedoms that we have here and the way of life that we have. We're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, and there's a lot of work to do, uh, I think, this week. In particular, and this month in particular, whether you're talking about what happened in Buffalo uh, or Texas this week, 
know that there's a long way to go to uh, tighten up some things that need to be tightened up. Uh, and there's a lot of levels to that and a lot of layers to that. But America is still a, a great country, and there are a lot of people, men and women, heroes to me, uh, that paid the ultimate price uh, to make sure that we still can function and live uh, in this great country of ours. Uh, so when you're barbecuing out there this weekend, and I know I'm going to be doing that, when you're watching the boxing match uh, tomorrow night, uh, and I'm going to be doing that, or whatever it is that you're doing, going to the lake, going, uh, taking a hike, uh, going out to enjoy some time uh, with your family or friends, every once in a while, just take it all in and what we have here in America uh, and what we've been blessed to enjoy and tap into and take advantage of and the freedoms that we, that we have. Every once in a while, just remember all of those things uh, and, and, and remember and honor. Take a moment or two to honor uh, the fact that somebody and a lot of people, men and women, through the course of our history, uh, paid the ultimate price to still make this happen for us. Uh, and that's what I'm going to say. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Please be safe uh, and, and do it responsibly. Uh, uh, and, 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 and God bless everybody, uh, and especially uh, those, uh, you know, Americans, fellow Americans uh, that, that did what they did uh, to allow us to be able to enjoy the freedoms that we uh, are enjoying right at this very uh, moment. Um, I want to say thanks to Shannon Kelly uh, again. She's, she's great at what she does. Sam Gordon for, uh, for joining us earlier, and we're going to go out to the Realty One Group listener line because Eddie is in L.A. How you doing, Eddie? How are you doing, Vinny? Those are great words, man. Great sentiment. Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And yeah, and, and what better way to say uh, for the you know how about the Raiders going out there and trying to give this man another shot? Uh, you know, all those people that you just talked about, all those great Americans that gave up their the ultimate sacrifice to give us the freedoms that we that we take for granted sometimes. The freedom that that uh, that Colin Kaepernick had that was taken away by them being blackballed. I, for one, hope the Raiders do sign him. You never know what happens during the season. God forbid, car goes down. He, what better option to have, especially if he's still got something in there. And then him coming in with a huge chip on his shoulder, and like I said, hopefully it never happens, but if something ha does, an injury does happen to Carr and he needs to be sidelined, I mean, what better uh, what better player to have in there? And as far as Alex uh, Leatherwood, I hope the fans realize we have a different coaching staff, a different team, different philosophy, that might do him good. That might them, uh, their skills, the, his skills that might work better in their offensive system. So I'm excited. I appreciate it, everybody. I hope they stay out there, they stay safe, and to all the family members of Uvalde, you know, I, uh, my heart's with them, especially this weekend. This is this is a really tough weekend for them. So to everybody, please thoughts and prayers to the to those people, and let's let, let's hope that this is the last time we ever have to go through that with children, because that's that that's just a shame. Yeah, uh, I echo that uh, wholeheartedly. Thank you very much, Eddie in L.A. Uh, and what you said really resonated with me in terms of um, you know the ultimate sacrifice that uh, many of, uh, of our fellow Americans unfortunately had to make. Uh, but when you think about um, you know th that ultimate sacrifice, and if you think about Colin Kaepernick, whether you agree with what he was doing or don't, um, that's neither here nor there. The fact is, here in the United States. We have the right to do that. We have the right to peacefully protest, to draw attention to something that we feel needs to have attention drawn to it. And again, the soldiers, the men and women um, that, that paid the ultimate price to ensure that we can enjoy that right 
to be able to protest, to be able to speak up. It goes both ways. If your disagreement with it, you have the right to peacefully express that disagreement just as much as Colin Kaepernick and anyone else um, that, that, you know, when that was going on, took a knee to peacefully protest social injustice. They had that right, too. And, and that's the beauty of our country. And if we could ever just get back to that and understand it, just because you feel one way or they felt a certain way and, and felt the need to do what they did, it's, it's, it's a, just a matter of respect. Hey, Vinny, have you seen the news from uh, Gabe Kepler, the San Francisco Giants manager? I did, actually. I've known Gabe since he was in junior college at Moorpark College. In fact, I'm going to send him a note when I get a chance. Uh, I thought it was, and, I, and this is what, exactly what I'm going to tell him. Um, I'm, I'm, there, I, I could not be more proud of Gabe than I am right now uh, for what he said. And he said what needed to be said in a courageous, eloquent, respectful uh, way. Um, and, and it was courageous because you know what? There's going to be people that disagree with what he, what he said and probably just write him off for saying what he said. But it needed to be said, and that's what cur- that's uh, what courage is all about. Uh, but if you want to, uh, if you have it in front of you, I don't know if you have it in front of you. If you want to read it, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear it again, uh, Demon. If not, don't worry. And we're not in the same room right now because I'm uh, live here at the uh, Treasure Island Hotel. But if you have that uh, that statement um, and, and you want to read it, go for it. I think it's wor- well worth reading. Yeah, I don't know if there's more, but here's just a quick tweet version. Giants manager Gabe Kepler told reporters Friday that he doesn't plan on taking the field for the national anthem until I feel better about the direction of our country. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and he said, he, he put out a statement um, and, it, and it basically talked about it's what I talked about yesterday. It's what I ta- what I said yesterday about some of the players that I talked to. What Andrew Whitworth was saying. You want everybody to feel good about standing for the national anthem because it means that they're happy with where this country is. And right now, Gabe Kapler isn't happy with where this country is in certain aspects. Doesn't mean he hates the country. That's the misconception here. You love your country enough to want it to be the. Um, shining light on the hill that it has always aspired to be. Think about what America was created for in the first place. It was so that everybody could, it didn't matter what your last name was. It didn't matter where you came from. It didn't matter what you started from. Everybody had an equal chance to succeed in America. It was, remember, people left countries to come here from the very beginning to escape things to get here. For, for that right, for that privilege, for that to, to, to be able to, um, you know, uh, be succeed or not based on your hard work and your merit. All right. So we all love the country, but it's OK, whether it's your spouse, a loved one, whatever, to want even better for them because, you know, the potential is there to be better. And it's okay to say, I'm not satisfied right now with the direction in certain aspects of this country. And I want to do something. And I'm going to do something. And or not do something until I feel like this country is where it needs to be in certain areas. So I give him a lot of credit, Gabe Kapler, um, for, for taking that courageous stance. I really, truly do. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. I want to say thank you to everybody that's been a part of the show this week. Devon Cotton, thanks for everything you do. Shannon Kelly, uh, Sam Gordon, thanks for joining us today live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. Check this place out. It's a great place. Have a safe, 
uh, Memorial Weekend. Please take a time, a second or two, to remember what this is all about. We'll be back at it Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. Oh, that's right. It's Memorial Day, so we will be back, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Vinny B. from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news. All TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right. TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.